Hi all and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Chattanooga. And today we're celebrating our first year. So you are here stuck with me and Melissa for another 20 minute episode as we recap the last 12 months of Unlocking Business Potential. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and is no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your usual advisor or touch base with us, melancal at bdo.co.nz. All right, so let's take it back right to the almost the very beginning with one of our first episodes and what we want to recap is our what to expect from your advisor episode because I think that really set the scene for what we were wanting to accomplish with this podcast. Absolutely. And it's probably one of our most listened to episodes. Yep. So I really think it's about people realizing that what you expect from an accountant is rapidly changing and that there are all sorts of people that can provide you with all sorts of different advice levels. So making sure that you tailor your advisor to what you actually need. And knowing that you know, sometimes there are different things that you need and you don't always necessarily need to use the same person for all of the levels of service. As we said in that episode, you know, your bookkeeper is going to be your cheaper end of the scale. And that's not to undervalue what a bookkeeper can do. They can do absolutely amazing work. Um, but you don't want to be paying somebody at the other end of that scale on an, as your advisor doing your bookkeeping work and you know you want to make sure that you are getting that advisor for that tailored advice that your advisor is going to be giving you Mm -hmm. rather than the bookkeeper who um, might have a very focused level of expertise in that in that bookkeeping area. Absolutely so I hope that everyone that's been listening along has actually had a really good think about this and I did have someone who came on as a client who specifically listened to this episode and said they got some really good clarity around what they actually required. They're new to business, they're wanting to be really really successful mm-hmm. in business so the idea was that from the start we're going to set ourselves up from full success And so far, I feel like that's been a really, really good advisor-client relationship. So make sure if you haven't, go back, listen to that episode and really give some detailed thoughts into what you're needing from your accountant. And it's not a set and forget kind of thing. As you go through your business journey, you'll find that your needs change. And the, the key thing to remember is that you need to pick the right advisor for where you are and what your goals for your business are right now. Um, so if you have, if you did think about that back when that episode released 12 months ago, it might be a good time to to review those goals and review what kind of level of service and who's going to best give you that service and that advisor relationship, and and have a look if you if you feel like you're not getting what you need, um, because ultimately that's what you need to focus on is who's going to give you what you need so that you can succeed. So maybe we then go on into our second little recap. Mm -hmm. Now, this one's of a couple, more than just one episode, but actually about your annual, your personal budgeting, and just about how the current economic environment is really impacting the necessity to have those budgeting tools. So what do you think, Melissa? Well, I mean, I think over these 12 months, 
we have seen inflation rapidly increase mm -hmm. um, as a result of the ongoing COVID crisis, uh, what's going on in the Ukraine, all sorts of different things all around the world that are impacting the economic environment. Yeah. And that's meaning with inflation going the way it's going, that how you, the power of your money and how much you can purchase um, is lower than it was 12 months ago. And when there is that strain on on the dollar, you need to make sure that you are budgeting and planning the best way that you can spend that. And that is applicable both to your business and personally, because you don't want to leave yourself short in either one of those areas. And as we are being accountants and preaching about the budget, but it is really key, especially when money is tight. Absolutely. And I think when we think about budgeting and probably a really key message in both the personal budgeting and the annual budgeting episodes were, is that not just creating a budget, set, leave, done. Mm -hmm. It's about holding yourself accountable. And it is in this turmoil that we're going through at the moment that actually holding yourself accountable to a budget or to a plan is so very important. This is the difference between businesses that succeed and businesses that don't. Absolutely. And I think... Probably one of the other key messages that I think we have brought home time and time again um, in this podcast is having a goal and making a plan and holding yourself to account. And the budget is definitely one of the key things that you need mm -hmm. to, to be doing that and making sure that that's happening. And if you do have a family member or an advisor or somebody else, remember that that is the key is bringing somebody else on that mm -hmm. journey to hold you to account have those catch-ups and see how it's going and actually that that is going to be where you, you see yourself succeed the most and actually hold yourself to the plan. Absolutely and so when we kind of think more about how inflation's going, interest rate rises are going, we are having astronomical changes in our interest rates lately. Mm -hmm. People that have fixed a year ago at 2.0% is now at 6%. So it is really, really relevant to make sure that we are making the most of our money. Now, we aren't at this stage in a recession. We had a slight increase in GP and the <laughs> GPD in the last quarter, but we really are on the verge of that. Mm -hmm. So it is important to make sure that you are best maximising every single dollar you are spending both in your business and in your personal life. And I think that's another key thing is that if you do have any bank lending that is on a fixed rate, um, be aware of what's going on with those interest rates and when your interest rates are going to expire mm -hmm. so that you can prepare yourself if you were one of the people that fixed at that lower rate and you are going to roll off onto the current market rates. Mm -hmm. Start thinking about what that's going to look like in terms of terms of your budget because it is going to increase what you're needing to pay for interest on your mortgage or on your loans. So the sooner that you can see how that's going to work and make a plan around how you're going to afford that and still manage to do everything else you need, whether that's for a business or personally, um, the better because then you're more prepared um, for when that fixed rate does expire. And when we talk about budgeting and we talk about the current economic situation, the other key thing is just around staffing. So unemployment is at a near almost all-time low. Mm -hmm. 
anyone at the moment who is wanting to work tends to be in work and it's very, very hard to find employees. Yep. So we've been very fortunate in the last 12 months to have some really good support from Lisa, who's come on for a couple of episodes to help us out with employment, looking at HR, looking at KiwiSaver. We've done episodes on wellbeing and also on mindset. So it'd be quite good to recap that and how that factors into everything that we've been doing over the 12 months as well. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, as with inflation, it's as important as ever to look at your well-being and your staff because, as we're seeing, not just with low unemployment, we are having huge labour shortages as people now leave New Zealand and they're going on um, delayed OEs. So we've got a lot of people of the young workforce leaving the country to go um, and see what else is out there in the world. So that pool of employees is dwindling after everybody came home in 2020. So there's a lot of pressure on on the workforce at the moment. And so being a good employer and really servicing your employees in a way that is meaningful to them mm-hmm. um, is, is more important than ever. That's right. And I know that key takeaways personally from those episodes was about being a model employer, being mm-hmm. a good employer. So that not just talks about paying market or above market salaries. That also talks about making sure that you are looking after your employees' well-being, making sure that you are providing your employees with the flexibility that they are after or needing, making sure that you're supporting them for family events that were to happen. So it's all about this quite detailed set of instructions, I guess, that you've got to follow now to have an employee and it is not easy. You are not just there to give them work and then pay them wages. You are literally required to be putting your all into making sure that their working environment's good, but also how you can impact them when they go home as well. Yeah, and the thing is, is that when unemployment is low and there is a lot of jobs out there and, and this labour shortage is that it does mean that employees have a lot of power and a lot of choice that if if they feel like they're getting the raw end of the deal in any way with their current job or they're not, you know, they're losing mm-hmm. interest, then they do have a lot of options to go out there and find a job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really putting a lot of strain on in, on workplaces because, you know, people are coming and going all the time Absolutely. at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone is saying it. It's mm-hmm. not not uncommon and I guess another thing we did is we did have a bit of a look at KiwiSaver as well Mm -hmm. so for any of you that have employees but even if you don't have employees it was some really good information that we had back in that KiwiSaver episode where we had Shelly in here from Craig's yep and she was able to just give us some more details on the most effective way to make KiwiSaver work for you and also making sure that you're maximising everything, whether it's a government contribution or making sure that you're on the right scheme for your risk appetite as well. And that's another thing, just like your budgets, just like your advisor relationship, it's not a set and forget thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't looked at your KiwiSaver in a while, then make sure that you have, have another look at it, make sure that your provider is giving you Um, the best service that you can get make sure that what your investment plan is is still right for what your um, plans are for the near future whether that be purchasing a first home or or retirement age approaching um so yeah always make sure that those those things are um being revisited on a 
on a regular basis. You have to because life is changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. I think it's the COVID effect. I think it's a whole lot of different impacts where so many people are seeing their lives completely uprooted and kind of going down a trajectory that they never really expected. Mm -hmm. So I think things, although KiwiSaver might sound like it's not applicable in those situations, going back and actually checking in on all of these sorts of things will give you just a fresh start and then if anything does need changing you've sorted it sooner rather than later as well absolutely so then probably one of your favorite ones Melissa <laughs> is a bit of a talk about technology and business now we've done a few episodes when we talk about technology and business we've talked about software We've had um, talks about social media marketing, and then we've also had an expert come in to talk to us about video marketing. Mm-hmm. So what were your kind of takes from those ones? I think in terms of the technology and the business, it's in terms of your software, it's really important to make sure that you are finding efficiencies. We see a lot of new business owners trying to take on a lot of the work themselves, especially before they start employing people. Um, And going out in your own business can be really daunting and you can feel like you are taking on the entire business. And in many regards, you are. Um, But it is finding the ways that you can do things easier so that you're not starting a business and losing all of your personal and family time. It's getting that balance. And especially with your admin side, we've said it a heap of times, nobody's gone into business to do admin. It's just something that naturally comes alongside owning and running a business but you are of your most value to your business when you are doing the actual client or customer or whatever facing work that your business is is there for the admin side is just the thing that comes alongside that and that's making sure that you get paid making sure you pay your suppliers so that you've got those good relationships to keep running your business um, but actually working with your customers is where you are of your most value. So you want to absolutely maximise the amount of time that you are available to do that because it's going to make you more money at the end of the day and help you achieve those goals. So really finding the technology um, that works for you and is going to make all of those processes more efficient. And we're seeing that businesses that really are getting this right are actually seeing bigger gains than those that aren't. And I think COVID has really ramped up how people are willing to embrace technology in in their businesses. Mm-hmm. So at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and they said that technology spend in New Zealand is up 25% on pre-COVID okay. times. And I think, yes, we did see a lot of people looking to take their businesses online during lockdown mm-hmm. so that they could continue operating when nobody could leave their houses but we also haven't seen a drop off of that that willingness to embrace technology and find more efficient ways of doing things so I think this is just how business is going to happen now so a businesses need to keep keep that change unfortunately what you implement today in terms of technology isn't going to service you forever because technology will likely change Mm -hmm. but you also don't want to be the business that's left behind because if you keep trying to do things the way you've always done them, at the way that all industries are embracing technology, 
you're probably going to end up falling far behind your competitors and that's going to put a real strain on your business. I can hear the passion in how you talk about this, Melissa, (laughs) and I don't know if I can really recap it quite to that extent. You've done a fantastic job, but one thing I really do want to add, and I think you've really touched on it, is that people probably have started to value their own time, Mm -hmm. and that is a really big reason why technology is succeeding so well, because Going home and spending 10 weeks in lockdown, you value what you actually enjoy doing in life. And there's so many people that have been living to work when really they should have been working to live. Absolutely. So I think having that change in mindset and having that reset that we've all been forced to have really has changed people's perceptions on what is necessary and what they want to be spending their time on. And I think how social media and video marketing went the same way. Yeah is that all of those traditional marketing pieces of advertising, radio, television, you know, that's still there. They still have their value, but social media and video marketing and actually embracing that as a tool for your business is the other key thing. You get so much more reach and it is actually a lot more affordable. So marketing is is actually something that all businesses can achieve now. And again, you don't want to be the one business that's not doing that. Because, again, you'll be the one that's left behind and and really struggling on the back of that because if all of your competitors are managing to drum up a little bit of business by using Facebook, even if it is just that one tool, as as we heard on those episodes, then and you're the one that's not, then you have to do a lot more work to pick up those couple of customers than, than your competitors doing a few Facebook posts. And we know it's uncomfortable. Right now, Melissa and I are <laughs> sitting here with Annie staring at us, wide-eyed with her video camera recording. So we know quite how hard this is. But going back and listening to the episodes we had with Alina and Andrea really could give you some value as to small things that you could be doing to make your life a whole lot easier. Absolutely. And finally, um, what we want to recap is our entrepreneur series that we've had over the last couple of months at some of our most recent episodes. But we really enjoy talking to our five business owners who braved it to come on the podcast. Again, that was some of them did need some convincing, but they were all fabulous and hearing all of their uh, different business journeys. It really highlighted to us a key thing that nobody's business journey is the same and it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be neat and beautiful. It is going to be full of challenges. And why we really wanted to bring that to our listeners is that, again, you're not alone. And if something does go wrong, you are not the only person who's experiencing it. And that doesn't mean that you are bad at what you're doing. You're not a bad business owner. Everybody has challenges and it's how you address those challenges and overcome it that is actually going to be whether your business succeeds or not. That's right. So we started off with Gemma Adams. Mm-hmm. Gemma was amazing. I've known Gemma for quite a few years now. And just to hear things that I didn't actually know about her was awesome. My love for Gemma was that she grew up in a, biz- in a family where they operated a business and her main goal in life was not to operate a business. Mm-hmm. And what is she doing now? Operating a business. So it's cool to see that there's she understands. She understands the well-being behind it. She understands the 
giving yourself free time because that was some of the reasons why she didn't want to get into it. She didn't want to be working 70 hour weeks. She really wanted to have that really good work-life balance. Gemma also has dyslexia. So she's found that it's really hard to understand what's happening with when people are writing things or when numbers are being written. So she's found a way, creative way to help herself learn, but also Mm -hmm. market it as a product. So I love talking to Gemma. And I think where I've really found an interesting contrast between our first two episodes is that we followed that up with Anna from House of Design. And she spoke about how her parents also owned a business when she was a kid in in an interior design adjacent business. Um, And she contrasted Gemma because she didn't run away from it. She completely embraced it and wanted to be in that industry still and, and follow in the footsteps with owning a business and that as well. So it really highlighted to me, again, nobody's journey's the same. And sometimes it's just looking at what you're doing in your life and going, actually, I want to do this hobby or this thing that I'm doing on the side as my job. How do I do that? Yes, it's making starting your own business. And yes, that can be scary and daunting. But sometimes that really is the best thing for you. And however you get to that decision, just embrace it and get the right advice. That's right. And it was good. And it was really good. Amazing work ethic. Mm -hmm. And also she really feels responsible for the success of her employees. And she really wants to be a good employer, which really relates to everything we talked about, but also wants to see her employees grow and thrive, which was fantastic to see. Absolutely. Next up, we had very own rigged in with not much peer pressure at all, but Jane here from Video, where she was talking about her business, her and her husband's business, Jane's Gallery. This was completely different to what we'd mm-hmm. seen in the first two episodes. Jane and Ross. Ross. Ross had been in business for 20 years, mm-hmm. in contrast to approximately five from the yep. first two. So it was cool to see a business that had really been through those different trying times, successful times, and seeing how they've been able to adapt to Mm -hmm. make sure that they aren't being lost in the times. Absolutely. I think Jane really spoke about how their business had dropped off, say, five years ago, and the ways that they had embraced, you know, bringing artists into the store and actually making a bit of an event of it, Mm -hmm. using social media to really market the business and and give themselves a presence and the difference that that had made. The other reason I found Jane's episode so interesting is Jane and Ross actually purchased that business. So they didn't go out and start Mm -hmm. a business. They bought an established business that Ross was working in at the time. Mm -hmm. So, again, it just reflected how different people come to owning a business mm-hmm. and that no that just because you've bought another business doesn't mean that you're any different or any less of an entrepreneur than somebody who started their own business off a passion project. Absolutely. And then we go on to one of my favorite episodes. Yep. One that I think was very, very hard to get get into the office here. <laughs> but Mark from Vinyl Countdown, although you were nervous, you were Fantastic. Absolutely. We had some real gems come out of this episode. Hearing about your business problems and troubles that you had in Wellington, how you've been able to turn that around to be such a thriving store. The fact that CDs are still a thing nowadays (laughs) blew my mind. But you know what? We're always learning, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, again, the key takeaway from that is stuff will go wrong. Mm. 
you know, you will be faced with so many obstacles in life. It's not just in business, but it'll happen in life. And it's how you approach them. He easily could have run away and never started another business again. Um, but he didn't let his experiences in Wellington break his confidence in, in himself and in his ability to run a business. Mm-hmm. And he came up here to New Plymouth and, as you say, now has a, a very successful business here. And so it's don't let... My lesson from that was don't let bad things take away. How do I want to wear this? <laughs> so I guess the lesson for that is don't let one prior bad experience dampen your drive, your motivation to really succeed and pull forward your life going forward. Yeah, I think that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, this one again complete difference so in the previous episodes we'd had businesses started by one person or by husband and wife but in this last episode with new wave we were able to bring to you a business which was started with a friendship yep and that's always going to be hard working with family and friends and something we really do want to actually make a key topic on one of these episodes going forwards but just hearing about how new wave has taken something which lots of you can't you can't just start a radiography business (laughs) without the skills it's 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 a very niche skill base that is required but what they've done is they've not just opened up a radiography business which is basic cheap gets the job done they've really talked about making sure that their technology is leading edge so that they are providing the best service to their customers absolutely it's definitely a business where that shows that embracing technology can really help you stand out from the crowd and, and, and drive your business to be a success. Absolutely. So this kind of wraps up us for a full year of podcasting. It feels weird, eh? I can't believe it's been a year, but we have some awesome plans coming up for year two of the podcast. Um, so we're really excited to keep going on your business journey with you. So thank you for listening to the first year of Unlocking Business Potential, and we're really excited to bring you year two. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unlocking Business Potential. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to head along to your favorite podcast app and like, rate, and subscribe so that you can receive notifications on when the next episodes are released. And if you do have any questions for either myself or Melissa, or are in need of tailored advice, please do not hesitate to contact us at melancal at bdo.co.nz. And we look forward to joining you next time on Unlocking Business Potential, your business and advisory podcast backed by BDO Taranaki.